Three, two, one. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Our Screen Show. Coming to you live from the Saddlemore Studios. Uh, happy September, Hagen. How are you? Happy September. I am fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, coming off of that that wonderful kickball win last night. Oh. First of the season. First of many. First of many. You, I heard you did great out there. Uh, I made a catch. And then you made it to home. And I got a run in, yeah. Nice. One hit, and yeah. What was the score? I don't actually know. <laughs> it was 5-2. Okay. Was... I know we won. Well, I don't know what the score was. We didn't even play the last inning, which I was bummed about because then I could have kicked again. But whatever. It's okay. It's not all about you. It's about our team, Hagen. Sorry I know. To break I it know. To you. Hey, I was cheering my heart out more so than I normally do. Uh, if you haven't heard or if you didn't pick up on it, our Austin has started their kickball league, our what? Rockets. Uh, so if you're interested in participating, you're always still welcome to join the team. Uh, just shoot an email to Nick Vargo. He's our fierce captain. Uh, don't punch him. Just just lead out to him. Ask ask him if you can still be part of the team. And we usually do a little get together before or after, depending on the times that we play. Uh, so it's a good time. Yeah. Glad you had a great night <laughs> last night. <laughs> Thanks. Anything else going in your world? Uh, yes, James and I, James Holmes and I, we met to discuss, yeah, we met to discuss uh, our Q3 OKRs, see how they were going, and then we drafted our Q4 OKRs, a little ahead of the curve there, but nice. we did that because next week we'll be in Toronto. Last September. Oh. Well, that too. But we'll be in Toronto for Future Fest. We will. Yes. So yourself, myself... James Donald Holmes and Cesar over there and Cesar Gonzalez Jr. will all be attending Future Fest up in Toronto. I'm so let me ask excited. you this. Sure. Is there going to be a live show? I don't want to ruin anything. <laughs> He's going to put you in the hot seat. <laughs> I'm not, I don't know what I'm allowed to say and not say. I don't know. Yes, there'll be a live show. <laughs> uh, or we'll, we'll be doing some sort of recording next week. It will not be the same format that we always do. Something but different. Yeah, something different. So it'll be fun. Nice. Yeah. Uh, what about yourself? And, well, I guess all of RO. Well, VDC is actually also working on, we started doing all cars as well yesterday. Nice. Meeting today with the other managers to draft something up. Sweet. I think they're due next week. Dang. <laughs> from what I heard. Uh, so, based in that front, like I said, we have a couple individuals attending different conferences. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have some people at the ProCore conference this week. Oh. There's the Green Sustainable Conference in D.C. next week. We have someone going there. Mm-hmm. You mentioned we're going to Future Fest next week. Yeah, baby. So it's, it's conference season. Conference uh, season. And But before we have conferences, we have a grand opening happening tomorrow. Tomorrow. Uh, if you haven't heard already, we have the Austin Equipment Yard grand opening. Thursday, September 21st. That is tomorrow from 3 to 7. Uh, and there's a lot of things happening. I know. From cornhole competition, live band, to many, many exciting raffle prizes. Uh, so make sure you attend so you can win those prizes and just commemorate this opening. Yeah. Are you going? I am going. Nice. We got the whole R&D department signed up to play the cornhole competition. Oh, are you guys on the team? Yeah, that's the whole, that's the whole department. Uh, <laughs> nice. Uh, uh but yeah, it should be. I'm excited. It'll it'll be neat. I know. Sadly, I'll be missing out. But I'll have BDC representatives. I'll I'll live stream it for you. Yes, please. Okay. Uh, I won't. I won't do that. Uh, and then also, if you've been checking the 
our communication emails. Which you have to. Which you have to. You recommend it. Strongly recommend it. <laughs> uh, this week, our launch Propel. Do you know about Propel? I didn't. I do know about Propel. You know, tell us about it. Yeah. See you uh, It's a training platform. Nice. Done. Next. <laughs> yeah. So if you're looking for growth in your mind or professional career or personal careers, uh, they're starting to provide some of those classes for you to like train and do it virtually. So mm-hmm. have you taken other classes yet? I perused through a few this morning. I did look at some of them, uh, but no, I have not done any. Yeah. So make sure you check it out. Uh, there's a couple there and I think the plan is just to keep adding to the library of things available yeah. so make sure you check out that again if you didn't see it yet it should be on the email and if not you can access through UKG mm-hmm. which is your um, personal portal for hub, yeah, everything portal. people's service if you don't remember how to get there you how, just what's the link? do you know oh, the link? yes I do oh. it should be on the bottom of the screen r-show.com slash UKG <laughs> So, make sure you check it out. Um, that's how you're going to be feeling after a training. That, that training, yeah. So much confidence. Uh, but speaking of confidence, something that would definitely boost our confidence in the industry. I don't know if you heard the news, Hagen. What news? The Groundhog didn't see its shadow. What? <laughs> Dang. Okay. Bigger news. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> As I mentioned, there's the Procore conference happening. Uh-huh, and Aro was awarded the Excellence of Innovation Award what? yesterday. Dang. And this is a worldwide international award. Yeah. I believe it's Aro's first international award. That's really uh, wow, That's crazy. Then uh, just to put it in perspective, I think there were three finalists. Obviously okay. us, uh, another GC in Montreal, and Suffolk Construction. Suffolk. Suffolk. Sorry, I forgot my French at home. Uh, but they do $5 billion in revenue a year with 2,600 salaries employees, and we do $800 million with 500 employees. So just to show that that perspective, that little man doing good things. Yeah, it's about the quality of the people that got this award. Back oh. So oh. shout out to all people, everyone involved. <laughs> all, people. Everyone, all people. All people. <laughs> everyone in our uh, so I think it's a big, huge achievement. So I'm sure you'll be seeing more. I'm trying to hear. I'm sure you'll see more of this celebrities and festivities happening the coming weeks. So yeah. So congrats, Aro. Yes, well done. Uh, well, well, yes, well deserved. <laughs> but that's it. So it's kind of a lot happening. There's a lot, um, a lot of conferences, a lot of awards, a lot of trainings, a lot of new things. It's exciting. It's exciting. Um, but you know what's also exciting? Uh, the segments that we do on this show. That's right. That's right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Is our cameraman ready? Uh, sounds like a no. <laughs> sounds like a no. Do you want to spin the wheel? Uh, it's over there, so you can do it. I don't, my arms aren't that long. I wish. Okay. Ready? Ready. Two. Spin that wheel. (laughs) (laughs) We tried to fix it from last time, folks, and someone tightened it a little too hard. Hey, you were listening, so... Aro wins! (laughs) Yay! Okay, let's dive into some of these anniversaries. a lot to sit back, folks. Now you can say folks. Yeah, I say folks all the time. Uh (laughs) So we have uh, three years... 
uh, a good friend of mine, Christian Jaramillo. Oh, just your friend? Well, I, someone I've actually worked with a, a good amount, uh, safety manager here in Austin. Um, Seth Campbell, another safety manager, although up in Dallas. Mm-hmm. We had him on the show recently. So if you, if you want to learn more about Seth, that link is maybe in the chat there. It's right here in the screen. And you can, you can check out and learn more about Seth. And yeah, subscribe. Yes, subscribe. Hit that bell. Brant Harmon. Uh, our senior systems admin up in Dallas. He mm. tends to help me out a lot on uh, some lot of, of the problems. more complicated tickets I submit. Yeah, I do have a lot of problems. And we have Martin Lopez, a field foreman from San Antonio. Don't know much about Martin, but I'm sure he's a fantastic fella. 18 years, Ross Larison, a, a superintendent up in Dallas. James thinks he's pretty, and we think... He's won some sort of tournament. We're going with fishing, but we're not quite sure. So if you know Ross, let us know what tournaments he's won. I don't even know he's pretty. Yeah, and he's pretty. Uh, I got these out of order, apparently. But 17 years, our good friend Tim Simpson. Not a good friend if you skip in the line. but I, Well, I just put them out of order. Um, director of Precon here in Austin. Uh, of course, we've worked closely with Tim with our uh, Precon historical dash and I believe you just got out of a meeting with him. Is that I right? did. Uh, yeah, so you're always talking with Tim. And then uh, similar, we have Brian Cerny, 21 years, Dallas senior pre-con manager. Every single time I've tried to meet him, he's been on the phone, so seems like a very busy, busy fella. Or he just like phones. Or, yeah, maybe maybe he actually doesn't want to meet me. He's just always on the phone, but mm-hmm. hopefully that's not the case. That's what I do. Yeah, I know. You do like to do that. <laughs> So that's uh, that's it for the anniversary. Congrats to all these folks. There's the sound. Okay, applause instead. Oh, there we go. And then we have one project that finished up this last week back in, uh, I think, 2017. Uh, Fifth and West, a 39-story condo here in Austin. The Voldemort of Aro. The Voldemort of Aro. We wouldn't like to say its name very often. Oh. Well, see, I'm newish here, so I did not know that. Uh, we'll just breeze through this then. 154 units, nine levels of parking. They got an outdoor pool, a pet park, an amenities area. And when it was built, it was one of the top five tallest buildings here in Austin. Fun fact about a building. Have you ever seen it? I saw the rendering of it right there on the uh, interwebs right there. there. Yep. Oh, it looks great. Oh, man. Uh, so nice. But do you know the whole... Capital corridors rule. Oh, uh, something about the height. You can't block the yeah. You can't block there's, the view of the capital. There's specific just random corridors that point yeah. to the capital. And a platform. I know, and our producer might be able to correct me on this. The design of the building was different, and he changed because of that corridor, which is why it's a little more angled. Interesting. It was originally supposed to be more yeah. squared off and rectangular, rectangular or whatever, but they took that angle off and to allow the um, corridor view of the capital corner there we go yeah that's very interesting actually <laughs> yeah. well that's our wins <laughs> <laughs> i believe we have time for uno mas okay. ready ready to no. spin that no. wheel in and no. one two three you do count up or count down brother? i'm just i don't know how long i can't count down because i don't know how long it's gonna take <laughs> This Week in History. Oh. Great. More talking for me. Okay, Bruno. Barely there. Okay. Ooh, barely. Do you want to do hot takes? We can do hot uh, takes. No, you do. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, everything's out of order here. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Someone doesn't do work before the show. 
we'll talk about that later. This week in history, back in 1519, yeah. these like, these are these span a lot of years. So, so strap in. Ferdinand Magellan departed. Who? Ferdinand Magellan. Oh, of course. Departed. You, do you know who it is? He's the guy who. Sur- well, I'm about to know. Yes, he departed <laughs> on his voyage to circumnavigate the world. Now, I forgot this from my history, but he actually did not live through that journey. So it's very misleading when people say he was the first person to circumnavigate the globe because I guess technically his body probably did, but um, he himself did not. In spirit, he did. In spirit, yes. It was his idea. He probably got the funding secured. Uh, More ships coming at you. 1620, the Mayflower departs for America. Now I'm going to test your little... um, your U.S. history here. Where did they land? Do you remember what? Jamestown. No, Plymouth. That's a good noise. I should have waited longer. Um, this one was I thought was very interesting. In 1752, Great Britain adopted the Gregorian calendar, and they had to move their date up, like from from I think it was September 2nd, and they had to move the date up. Do you know? You want to guess how many days they had to move up to match? I guess with the rest of the world. 17. 11. That's very interesting. I don't know how that works. I feel like are people just on different days back in the 1700s. That's interesting. Um, in 1783, the Montgolfier brothers sent uh, a balloon, like a, like a dirigible, not a dirigible, but like, you know, like a... A balloon holding animals. Yes, a balloon holding okay. animals. Which three animals were in that balloon? Uh, of course, the dog. Nope. A bunny? No. And a hedgehog? No. A rooster, a duck, and a sheep. Mm. Why would you put animals that fly in a balloon? Well, because I guess they're testing the weight of it. I don't... Hmm. Seems like a bad experiment. In 1814, Francis Scott Key wrote the Star Spangled Banner, or at least the first rendition of it. And did you know back in the day, I played him in a play at my school? The Star Bangle... Star Spangled Banner, yes. Did you play the banner? Well, I no, I played Francis Scott Key. Oh, and I had just a flag, just standing there. No, I had to act like I was writing the whole thing, so I was like sitting there, like, oh, say. Oh, that's what you do here. You, you pretend see? to do research too all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, perfect yeah. role. I mean, it's very hard when your manager just keeps talking to you the whole day. In 1973, uh, this one, this one's a good trivia for you because you're a big oh, tennis buff. Oh, dang, I should have known. Yeah. Are you aware of the Battle of the Sexes tennis match? Yeah, I've also watched the movie. Oh, well, okay. Do you know who it was between? I know it's Billie Jean King. Uh-huh. And then the guy. Do you know the initials? Uh, B-R. Bob. Yes. Not Ryan. Mm-mm. Bob. <laughs> I forgot. Bobby Riggs. Bob. Uh, Bob. Played by Steve Carell. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then... A lot of TV shows, so I'm just going to list out all these TV shows, and, and you let me know if you've ever watched them. The Mary Tyler Moore Show, back oh, in 1970. I watched it when it was released. Old. Uh, we have MASH in 1972. Yep. Great musical. Uh, this one I'm sure you've definitely watched. The Golden Girls. I have never actually watched that. <laughs> really? So. Yeah. So Even you, I have. You have. It's your type of show. The, the Golden Girls is great. Uh, what's her face? Um, You're old. You weren't even born there. What's her? Be- Betty? No. Betty White. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, she was in that. Uh, Frasier in 1993. Oh, that's when I was born. Yeah, that's when I was born. Really? Yeah. Oh. Uh, and then ER in 1994. Do you know which famous actor starred in ER? Very famous actor. Very good looking fella. Bruno Cicchini. Brad Pitt. 
Uh, oh, he 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 plays alongside Brad Pitt in Ocean's Eleven, Ocean's Twelve, and Ocean's Thirteen. No, Ocean's Eight. <laughs> no, that's the all women one. Uh, ooh, Jason Bourne, George Clooney. Aww. Oh, he is in that. One. Matt Damon is in that one. You're right. Uh, mm. Well, if you're thinking about Matt Damon, you could also yeah, be uh, what's his face. No, I was thinking about Matt Damon. Who's Hawkeye? What's his What's his Hawkeye. name? He uh, he plays Jason something. Bourne in one of the movies too. Does he? No, he does not. He's in one of the. No, no he doesn't play Jason Bourne, but he plays like another guy like Jason Bourne, the Hawkeye. <laughs> no, not him. Anyway, that's been this past week in history. <laughs> now we've sufficiently wasted time. It's okay. I think our guest is having a chuckle back there, so I think she's ready to come on board. All right. Uh, doot, 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 to the train. Uh, a little heads up. We're going to do a quick change of the setup as soon yes. as she comes in. <laughs> you want to try to switch it up. It. We're going to rearrange it. Uh, so don't be surprised. Uh, but we'll be here still in time. Uh, so this guest is mm. a Dallas guest. Ooh. Uh, and she came all the way from Dallas. Wow. Uh, and I've never actually had the pleasure to meet her. I've interacted oh, really? with her via emails and uh, Teams and just meetings. Uh, <laughs> but I actually never met her. So I'm actually really excited to get to talk to her today. I'm and sure it's a really, really good one with lots of laughs. Lots of laughs. I mean, mm-hmm. She's a funny gal. All right. From what I hear, uh, I do know she went to Texas A&M, University of Commerce. With a bachelor's in construction engineering. Perfect. Uh, and she has a true volunteer heart like Oprah Winfrey. Because from what I find out, she's she's been a translator oh. for the Salvation Army. Wow. She was a judge for something called Lion's Best Robotics. Is that called? Is that right, Christina? Okay. Uh, so hopefully it can be brought up in the interview today. I'm sure it won't. Uh, and then she also volunteered at a nursing home. Wow, really? So yeah, she's a heart of gold. She's a giver. Yeah. Uh, and she's also a big participant in giving us ideas in Innovation Station. She absolutely is. I think she's an all-star there. So hopefully we get to chime into some of the ideas she submitted. Maybe. Oh, uh, maybe. We'll <laughs> find out. Uh but in all seriousness, she's a true Cinderella story. Uh and a Hercules story, because with seven years at RO, she has climbed the ladder in her career. Uh, I don't know if you know. I'm sure James will get into it. Uh, she's come from PE to QM to assistant super right now. Uh, so she, Christina's like Hercules because she's unstoppable and she's a hero to us all here at RO. Wow. So can't wait to hear what she has to say. I'm sure she's going to be exciting. She's a funny gal. And can't wait for you guys to meet her the same time I'm meeting her. So without further ado, here is Christina Gutierrez. Woohoo, Christina! Woo-hoo. I would be nothing short of heartbroken if an hour from now we were like, okay, great. Oh, turns out we didn't record anything. Can we do it all again? Oh, that would be so I sad. I wouldn't make you do that. I'd just be like, you know what? This was a failure on our behalf. We'll, <laughs> we'll come back next month. Yeah, we'll, we'll catch you on the next, next run. Oh, goodness. But we've got a professional here. We've got Dr. Fritz that's... Uh, absolutely stellar <laughs> television studio operator. One man band over there doing sound effects, video, checking the audio. I didn't. <laughs> it's, it's girl breakfast. Girl you don't. Breakfast? <laughs> I was expecting superintendent breakfast at a Slim Jim and a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> Some oh yeah, and Winston's a coffee. Winston's unfiltered. Yeah, coffee. There you, that's breakfast, right? <laughs> yeah, black coffee. Do you and have a, a favorite pack of cigarettes? <laughs> do you have a favorite coffee? Do you have like a go-to brand of coffee? Mm-mm. Just whatever. Oh, I like the Cafe Bustelo. 
with um there's like a um cream that comes with it too and i and a cake cup it's really good oh okay it already comes prepped like the cream is in the Mm -hmm. cake cup with the coffee Mm -hmm. you throw it in there it's really good throw it in there and you get the uh magic happens Mm -hmm. Nice. I suppose that's nice to have out on a trailer, like something you can go to. Like you don't need to keep worry about keeping uh, mm-hmm. creamer in the fridge. It's going to go yeah. bad or someone steals it or whatever. Yeah. It tends to disappear <laughs> a little more frequently. It than goes like really it, fast too when you have like 50 people who drink coffee. Is that how many people you have out there? No. The, oh. At Tradition, we had a lot. We really? had like uh, 15 maybe. That's a big team. Yeah. That was, uh, did we do that ground up or was that... Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. That makes a little more sense now. For some reason, yeah. I was thinking we took over that one. No, that, the was a, that was a lot of people, and it was, um, yeah, it was a lot of people, and they um, drank all the coffee <laughs> very fast. <laughs> and nobody Bastards. ever wanted to go buy some. Everyone <laughs> just waited till the last minute. <laughs> oh, and that the words like, someone, we don't know who, someone took the last cup. <sighs> And then they're like, oh, well, I guess that's the end I of the coffee. That. I always I'm not going to get more. I can't stand that. Like, I'm like, I think it's a man thing, <laughs> in my opinion. Because <laughs> I'm like, if you know it's the last one, say something. If you see we're running short, say something. There's no toilet paper on the roll. Change it out. Don't just walk away. <laughs> These are simple things. It shouldn't be challenging, yeah. but people, people struggle. <laughs> oh, well. What are you going to do? I apologize. On behalf of my sex, I apologize for, <laughs> for being less Not than Not all fair. of y'all are like that, <laughs> but I feel like it is. It's a guy thing. <laughs> Christina Gutierrez, thank you so much for hanging out with us a bit today, coming over to the lovely Dallas office and telling us a little bit about yourself and, and your, your role and career and all that. So this, this is going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Fun. <laughs> so for those that aren't familiar, what, what is your role currently? What do you do? I am an assistant superintendent with Rogers (laughs) O'Brien. What made you go that route in particular? I mean, there's so many different directions. You can go MEP direction. You can be a superintendent, project manager. There's a lot of different options out there. What was it that kind of pulled you into that superintendent role? The... I would say when I interned with RO for the first time, um, I was on a project that was during the end and like a lot of closeout and um i kind of got stuck with following the superintendent around the assistant superintendent oh, I, <laughs> <laughs> I was uh what is it called <laughs> i was told to just you know follow around the superintendent assistant super and see how it they run the jobs and i liked it i ended up uh, liking it a lot so I was like, yeah, I'm gonna. I made up my mind as an intern. <laughs> I was like, I want to do this. Wild. <laughs> so you uh, did. You, you interned with RO, and mm-hmm. did you then come out of school and jump on board with RO immediately? Mm-hmm. Um, I interned with RO back in like 2016, and then um, it was my senior year of college. And during the senior year, you have like, you only have to be in class two, three days out of the week. So I asked Carrie if I could 
do half internship or come in half time and then uh, go to school the other days. He's like, yeah, that's fine. So I ended up doing that for a year until I graduated in 2017. And then I, I graduated on a Friday and came back to work on Monday full time. <laughs> Bit of a masochist, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. like. I'm not trying to take a trip to Europe or go backpack the- <laughs> or whatever. No, I went no. to, I, I did take a trip, but I, I was a, before, what is that Netflix show called with Tiger? Oh, uh, t- Tiger King? Tiger King. I went to his facility in Oklahoma. Before that came out, I didn't know. (laughs) We didn't know about that. (laughs) So we went over there with some friends. That's right, because he... I I had forgotten all about that. It's funny, it wasn't that long ago. But yeah, he he was like breeding tiger cubs. Like there was some kind of sketchy stuff going on. Yeah, we knew... Like when we were there in the facility, we knew he was crazy. Um, (laughs) Did you meet him or see him? Yeah, I have pictures with him. They take up your phones. <laughs> this is going to be a Tiger King episode. They take up your phones because you're not allowed to record or take pictures. They do it for you. Um, and then at the end, you just pay however much. And they give you a CD and it has all the pictures and videos or whatever. So um, that's why I was like, we knew he was crazy from the get-go. And well, we got there because they take up all your stuff. So if something happens, you can't do anything. Yeah, it feels and a lot then, like a prison. Yeah, and then they have like a bunch of signs about I hate PETA. I mean, it was just crazy. <laughs> so afterwards, we're like, yeah, this was sketchy. We should, probably shouldn't do this again. <laughs> and then like a year later, the movie came out. <laughs> That's wild. What was, like, how did you find out about that in the first place? You're just like looking for something yeah. kind of interesting yeah, but I like drivable? To, uh, yeah, I like to go to a lot of uh, animal parks or uh, where you can interact with them. So there's like, I mean, in Oklahoma, they also have this like uh, elephant, uh, it's like endangered arc foundation and they, it's retired circus elephants. Oh, and wow. So it's a sanctuary and you go, go over there, learn about them, feed them and stuff. So it was just one of those that came up and then we got there and we're like, okay, this is sketchy. <laughs> this is going to be a different variety. Yeah. <laughs> These are not rescue tigers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I thought it was, yeah, it's not. <laughs> oh, that's wild. That's very cool, though. Do you have, like, a favorite uh, I said, zoo or, like, animal refuge to go to? I, I do. Like- I like that Endangered Ark Foundation a lot. And then I like the San Antonio Aquarium. Um, it's very interactive compared to here in Dallas and Fort Worth. I heard these are better, but I don't know. I like interacting with them more than um, the amount of animals they have or the variety, I'd rather interact with the small amount. <laughs> More about the, the quality <laughs> than the quantity. For whatever it's worth, I'll, I'll give you this warning. The Austin Aquarium, just don't go. Oh. <laughs> there are fish stores that are bigger than the Austin Aquarium. Oh, okay. I think it's literally in a strip mall. There's like a P.F. Chang's really? in the Austin Aquarium and like Dollar General yeah. or whatever. The San Antonio one is like a, it used to be a car lot. It looks like really? it used to be a car lot. But it's really it's really big. You think it's small from the outside, then you actually start walking in there. And I guess it's so immersive that you kind of forget you were in this little car lot thing. That's cool, though, whenever someone can design that kind mm-hmm. of experience where it's yeah. not just an observant type of position but yeah. like interactive engaging mm-hmm. immersive yeah yeah we got in with like lemurs and iguanas and it was fun i liked it a lot that one was a fun one. Oh, that is very cool i have to go check that out mm-hmm. sometime i don't get down to san antonio often enough but <laughs> swing down there and, i think uh, we i like to i used to plan trips just for that 
Really? Yeah, to I go would down go, to the aquarium? Yeah, I would find somewhere that I really want to go, and then I'd plan an entire trip around it. <laughs> I've heard there's some work going on down there. You could just, <laughs> just stay there. sign up. Like, hey. <laughs> Carrie wouldn't be too happy. <laughs> uh, you're right about that. I think anyone who loses out on Christina is like, well, this sucks. I want her back. <laughs> you are very talented. I remember coming up and talking with you. I think it was back in February, was it, that we uh, came up, and we were just trying to get a cross-section of RO and like what they thought of R&D and the innovation station mm -hmm. and all that. And I think that was really the first time I sat down and spoken with you for a while. And I, I was very impressed with the breadth of construction knowledge you had and kind of the very insightful nature you had given that you've been here for uh, six years now, roughly six, seven, seven, years, yeah. seven years. Yeah. You, you, you seem wise beyond your years. Thank you. So uh, <laughs> I'm sure anyone that, that loses out on that, uh, would be bummed about it. So <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Might be fun for the aquariums, but yeah, you, you probably have Carrie calling you every day. You, yeah, you ready like to come back? back. <laughs> he, he might go so far as try and get some aquarium upgrades here and down. <laughs> but, hey, we can we can try and work something out. I've here. been trying. I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> so for you as a superintendent, what does your kind of like typical day to day look like? Let's see. Well, I got promoted as assistant super in the middle of a of the of a project, so I didn't really. I feel like my typical day wasn't um, someone who's been an assistant super for you know over a year. So my personal experience would be in the morning, you come in on on like a Monday, um, you start reviewing your schedule and updating to see how the subs are. Um, usually. When you do that on a Monday, it, uh, I'd like to come in a little bit early to walk the job <clears throat> and see if any progress was made over the weekend or on Friday okay. and just kind of get an, um, my eyes on it and then update the schedule. Um, so the morning consists of that, calling subs or trade partners, calling trade partners to see how... Nice how, Kelly trade partners to see how how much they have left on a floor or on a certain task um and then you're uh usually at the beginning of the week it's a foreman meeting or the safety meeting um and then the rest of the day is spent walking the job making sure everyone has the manpower um seeing if any trades have uh, missing material that they need us to help on um so a lot of them, like, when you have your foreman meeting, they don't really um, say, oh, I need help getting this material because it's their company that needs help. Like, so they they don't think the GC should be involved, but we're like, we can help you out if you need it. Just right. tell me and we'll make the phone calls. We'll, we'll bring it up the priority list because maybe they're, they're thinking this job is really small. It's not making that much profit. So they're going to uh, just ignore it. It's like, so tell us and we bring it up the ladder. <laughs> so. So my day's spent doing that. <laughs> that's that's very cool. It's something that I I don't think about a lot, having been in the field, but quite mm -hmm. some time ago. That yeah, you you can't you kind of have some levers as a GC that you can pull on. Mm -hmm. So if uh, if the the foreman or whatever trade partner mm -hmm. labors whatever out there feel like they're not able to get something done, but they do feel that it's internal to their company, be like, no, that's we're we're here to help you guys yeah. out. We want to build this project. Yeah. So whatever it takes to get that done, if we need to, you know, make some calls or figure mm -hmm. some things out or rearrange deliveries or maybe mm -hmm. it was just a miscommunication on priority, mm -hmm. right? 
uh, yeah, that is kind the, of a, almost a superpower. Yeah. <laughs> during the foreman meeting, they like when the first one you have, you tell them, this is how, uh, we're going to run it. You know, you talk about your schedule, you talk about your RFI submittals, and then you do constraints <clears throat> and you, you try to explain to them constraints is anything that's stopping you, whether it's your own company, whether it's another company here or whether it's the GC. So you try to explain it to them and they understand, but at the same time, I don't, they don't fully grasp it, I think. So you ha kind of have to reiterate to them like, no, you can be in your own way. We can be in your own way by like not getting an architect chance or something. And then the trade, your, another trade partner can be in your way. So you have to speak up at that time. You're not throwing anyone under the bus. You're just telling us what's your, what's stopping you from keeping, from keeping you going so we can go in there and help out. Or sometimes we can't and we'll just tell you, give us a week and then we'll get out of your way. Do you think that's just something there that is <clears throat> so uncommon? they're not used to thinking about it in that way. They have to just kind of internalize all their problems and figure it out for themselves. So whenever we are like, hey, we'll help out. Maybe. I've never really thought about it. Because, um, I, I mean, I haven't worked with another GC, <laughs> so I wouldn't really know. Let's keep it that way. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I guess speaking to other uh, foremen and superintendents from trade partners, I guess maybe that is why they're just kind of like, this is an internal problem or this is my own company issue. They don't, uh, the GCs don't get that much involved, maybe? I know plenty of, definitely not here. And really, mm -hmm. I feel like the good GCs is an issue. But especially like on the residential side, there's there's a lot of uh, pickup truck superintendents. Yeah, where, like, that's true. Roll up on the job site <laughs> and roll the window down. And like, that's that's work. And yeah. it's like, are you really though? Or mm -hmm. are you just kind of babysitting at that point? Mm -hmm. That's true. Find some way to engage and figure mm -hmm. out like, how, how can we go faster? If everything's going well, it could always be going better mm -hmm. what can you do is with mm -hmm. less people do you need more people if you mm -hmm. have twice as many people can you get it done three times faster like let's mm -hmm. let's figure out a way to make this even better even whenever things are perfect mm -hmm. if they're not perfect let's go that direction yeah let's just nudge that needle a little bit today. yeah help out definitely and that's where I, again i <clears throat> just talking with you about your project and all that seems like that's where an area where you excel is kind of assessing things with a critical eye and figuring out like, ah, like I, I'm able to find this, the root cause of this issue mm -hmm. and find some way around it. Mm -hmm. I think that's the, that's the, um, kind of key role for a superintendent is to be able to have a critical eye and look at stuff. Um, in, in a, how can I help? Because I, as a, I guess, because I came from the entire, uh, intern OE or PE, now QM side, I kind of um, like see a QM is a lot more engaged with the uh, trade partners. And when I got into the superintendent role, I just kind of was like sitting there like, what do I do? I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> you just tell people go. And, but now I kind of uh, understand it's, you have more experience cause you came, I came up through the route so I can, and I have more leverage. I have, uh, uh, a hand in, you know, getting things as priority or shifting things around, I can make that call. So, um, I think it's important or a key role for a superintendent to have, um, that critical eye that you were saying, like just being able to look at how you can make it better for you, your trade, your owner and the project as a whole. 
Do you have any tips um, for people out there? I'm especially thinking of uh, QMs that might be interested in going the superintendent route, things that they could do or practice or any books or podcasts or anything like that that you'd recommend to help them develop that kind of that root cause analysis type mindset? Mm, I don't know. I don't really listen to, I'm not a big self-help book and podcast type person i don't know they like, just, I'm, I'm gonna figure uh, it out yeah um but i did my upbringing was a lot of um uh, i was in upward bound and then when i was in college i was on a scholarship program and a lot of those programs help with being self-aware um you have to like learn how you learn you have to learn how you deal with conflict you have to uh yeah be self-aware of your own emotions and things that help you grow. So that's helped me throughout my career because I know how I uh, learn. I know how to deal with uh, conflicts sometimes. But <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's like I can, I'm very self-aware of where I need self-improvement. So it, um, it's kind of difficult to, for an advice to a QM, um, except maybe just you have to, there are like, uh, I think, Kevin made us take like certain um, self-assessments of how you uh, are a leader in there's own... the predictive index yeah. that I think everyone did yeah. yeah that one's actually like take don't don't just read over and oh cool like this is my traits no read actually read into it so you can start um, thinking like oh okay so I learned this way or I don't deal too well with conflicts or she's got to be self-aware um, another thing would be always ask questions. I know that RO likes to preach it, um, but you do see a lot of QMs and PEs that don't ask questions or they're too shy or they're too scared or um, maybe the job's going too fast. I don't feel like they need to. I would sit there or maybe it's just because they think they're the GC and shouldn't be asking questions. I would sit there and ask the um, foreman questions. How do you build that? How do you? They would give me like i remember being uh building spruce and we were pouring concrete and i just i've always been fascinated with concrete work just how they move their tools yeah. it's just interesting to me and he was watching me watch them so he would like give it give me the tool and like <laughs> you do it I'm like okay and i'll try it out it didn't work out they had to come in right behind me oh no got some janky edge shells <laughs> yeah, oh somewhere. my god it was bad <laughs> but um like, don't be afraid of that. You build relationships with the trade by asking them for help. And then just um, uh, my Spanish wasn't that great at the beginning because I'm more of a textbook Spanish, not construction and field Spanish. So whenever I got into the field, I was like, how do you say this? How do you say this? How do you say this? And a lot of people get shy because you're asking them or it sounds heavy with an accent. But just get over it. Like, you're learning at the end of the day. It's, it's beneficial for you and them that you build a relationship with them. You're learning how um, to build a connection and as well as, like, how to progress in your own field. Um, it's just good to um, get down to the level of a trade partner. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> That's where the rubber meets the road. Mm -hmm. That's where these things are getting built. We, we, we don't build anything. Correct. Save for the handful yeah. of foremen and, and laborers we mm -hmm. have that are actually building stuff. Like yeah. we're asking other people to build, to build stuff yeah. and in exchange we'll pay you. Uh -huh. So We're managing. We're managing. They're building. So there's absolutely nothing wrong with getting down to their level to figure out, oh, how do you do that? How, how did you build that? How do you make it faster? Or some, and a lot of them, especially being young and being a woman in this field, they're like, 
don't really look at you like you know what you're doing, which is perfectly fine. I may not know what I'm doing, but I'm going to ask you. So from, we'll learn. Yeah, you're going to know learn. that I learned too. And you're going to, yeah, you're going to know. <laughs> you're going to teach me. <laughs> so you know that I learned how to do this. <laughs> and then from there you build. So like I've been in this industry seven years. The last job we used a lot of trade partners that I've worked with before already. So as soon as they see me, they're like, okay, we're in good hands. Yeah. <laughs> like, thank you. <laughs> it makes life easier for yeah, everyone at that point. Yeah, Exactly. What I'm so what is upward bound? I'm not familiar with that. Um, um, I know they still have it, but I come from a low income area in Dallas. So in high school, they have programs where they promote going to college. So you're upward bound. You're bound okay. to for a university or community college, whatever it is. So uh, through high school, if you get into the program um, during the summer breaks, you spend time at the community college nearest to you and oh, you wow. take classes some some are credit for high school or for college and some of them are just um your own etiquette like i had an etiquette etiquette class um we would actually go out and at the end go and have like steak at a fancy dinner and we had to show that we learned this is a class yeah we had to How dress a certain way <laughs> um and then and they teach you also just like the self-awareness classes of um, how you how you can be a leader or how to manage a team full of different uh, mindsets and how they learn. So, um, but they they offer it. I believe they offer it in high school still, but it was back when I was in high school and it was it was nice. <laughs> but to your earlier point, though, that you that helped you learn how you learn and Correct. helped you learn your style of leadership mm -hmm. and what what works well for mm -hmm. you. I would encourage the those superintendents and PMs and uh, really everyone out there that if you see someone that has potential, like don't help them out. They may not have had that yeah. in the past. So they might be go like, I, I want to do this thing, but I yeah. don't know how to get there. Yeah. And they may not know who to ask or how to approach that question. Mm -hmm. So whenever you see someone out there with potential, like don't, I, I'd hate to see someone that's very capable and has the institutional knowledge of working here for five or six years. And then they have some other contractor come in and say, oh, well, we'll give you a pay raise and a mm -hmm. title of superintendent to come over here. And we're like, no, like, we, surely somebody saw that this person was doing some good. Like, yeah. Why couldn't we capture that and capitalize on it? That's true. Um, so, yeah, if, the, if there's people out there, you're if you're seeing good people, mm -hmm. find a way to foster that, encourage that, get them to, to grow into mm -hmm. it. And just um, help. Not, yeah, like you said, encourage them or tell um, they're doing a good job. Just sit down and be like, oh, you did this really well. Um, you also need to just, um, I mean, I, I feel like as an OE, a PE and a QM, you know you're doing a good job if the trades are coming to you, I think. The mm. trades come to you as soon as they have an issue. They'd rather speak to you, and you're doing a good job. You're coordinating correctly. Gosh. You're, you're, you're built. You built a relationship well enough where they can trust you to tell you this is a problem. Um, I know I've, I've had issues as a QM, and I screwed up. I messed it up. I, I went over to the train. I'm like, I, I made the wrong decision. How do I fix it? Okay, and they'll sit down and fix it with me, and then they do the same thing with me. Instead of going to the PMs and superintendents in, in their company and my an RO, they'd rather yeah. we work it out with the lower levels. Right. <laughs> we work it out and figure it out. It never even makes it up to them. How fantastic of a metric. And also to externally validate yourself as a young mm -hmm. project engineer. 
be like that, that. There should be some award or something given out for like who at RO, what project engineer can have the most touch points with trade partners in a year or something uh, like yeah. that. Yeah, I don't understand call why. Call the Gutierrez Award. <laughs> I, at the end of the, or at least I've seen through marketing, whenever you're done with a project, they uh, send out this like review for the client, I believe, with yeah, how we did. Yeah. Well, I don't understand why they don't do that for the trades. Right? It's like then you can have your own internal, like they'll tell it because the trades will tell you who they work with the most. <laughs> they're, they're, gonna, they're not going to feed you any nonsense. Yeah, they're exactly. going to tell you what happened for exactly. real out there. And, if you, and, yeah. and they don't have to fill out a form. It can be a quick phone call. Who helped you the most? You know, and it, so I think it would be beneficial to do that for people in the, like, that's a starting out. Because we, I, I think, personally, I think the PEs and QMs have the most engagement with the field. We recently had a gentleman by the name of uh, Justin submit an idea to the innovation station revolving around a uh, trade partner um, kind of database, if you will. Mm-hmm. We have the lookup tool, but more of a, like, hey, what, what went well? What were mm-hmm. some things to be aware of and all that? And you're making me think, like, we could... We could marry these two things together, yeah, and do something do something pretty cool with yeah. all of it. So, thank you, and I hope I got that right. Was that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. I couldn't remember what Austin submitted, what Justin submitted. Names are too close together. One letter. That's it. Um, yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's funny the things that come up during mm-hmm. these conversations. I'm not some is not something I would have ever have thought of just out of the blue. But yeah, I think I don't know. I, I know. They try to express that the younger generation needs to be told good job and I support you. I And maybe it's just because I grew up the way I did that I don't really don't need somebody telling me good job. I know that I did a good job when they come to me for help. It's like that's that's I already know. It's like, OK, perfect. I'm doing <laughs> my job. Well. Here. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I know. It's like, OK, <laughs> well, what do you think if you could? I think I've already asked this question once, but I'll ask you again. If you had a magic wand you could wave and change any one thing about construction, what would you want to change? Uh, this could be design, trade partner, GC, whatever you think I would is the... Change, um, I would just change having more time. I think uh, we try to meet budget and cut time to satisfy a client, mm. and it just affects the field way more than it should. Um, if we didn't have a time constraint like that, we would provide a much better quality. We would be able to have a work-life balance. Like it would take care of so much stuff that are issues now that we have to deal with right. if we had just more time. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's tough though. You already hit the nail on the head. The clients and the architects are out there like, Hey, you can get this done tomorrow. Right. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> no, not yeah. really. Like I understand you, you know, if it's, a. uh, uh senior living facilities such as uh, traditions like they want to get people into those units mm-hmm. that's how they're going to make money so they want it done as quick as, as possible. possible yeah but we also need to look out for our people and be like hey yeah we hear you we think this is where everyone's going to walk away from it in the best condition mm-hmm. internally externally all Correct. that but that is that's a you want to talk about difficult conversation that's, yeah, that's a difficult conversation and i, know I don't that's want a that to be my magic job. wand magic <laughs> <Yeah>. wand <laughs> But if if it was a magic wand, that would be just not, we have endless amount of time, but we just get more time than than we are given now. There is too, I I think uh, I was talking with some folks over at Choate and uh, they were saying like for for them, they found a way to 
take that those tight schedules and kind of gamify it. So like their superintendents, they get very competitive with each other about like who can put together the best schedule, like the mm-hmm. most efficient schedule. And it sounded to me like they had kind of found a good balance where like that it wasn't just cramming more out. It wasn't like, oh, well, I'm just going to work everyone 16 hours a day. We're going to do doubles instead mm-hmm. of working eight hours a day. But I thought that was kind of interesting, the way that they had found a way to kind of entice people into like, well, yeah, try something different. Like what happens if you double up on concrete crews for the first two months of the project? Does mm-hmm. that actually get us somewhere quicker? Mm-hmm. So I, I wonder if there's lessons for us to pick up in the the scheduling world um, uh, on that front. I don't know. I don't know. Because I just, I'm just thinking of everything bad that can go wrong. Yes. <laughs> just There's thinking, plenty of that. Yeah. Right? So I was like, I don't, I don't know. Competition is, I mean, that's, like, that's, what, that's why we're in the time crunch that we are is because you, you have other GCs competing with each other. That's true. So yeah. it's kind of like, and then you have an internal competition. I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll do cutthroat maybe. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. That's uh, every, every, every company. And within each company, almost every project team is going to be a bit different. Mm-hmm. Correct. So just because something's worked well some for someone else, whether it be a different company, a different project team, whatever, doesn't mean that you can just like copy paste that and Correct. say, oh, we'll have the same great results. Yeah. Uh, you're going to have to figure out based on those predictive indexes and things mm-hmm. like that and the team's experience, like how mm-hmm. how they can be the most effective and mm-hmm. the most successful. But again... Tough to do. Happy I don't have uh, Carrie or Leon or uh, <laughs> Mike or Alan or John Archer, any of their jobs, because yeah. that's a... Tough conversation. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Not one that I would sign up for at all. Um, so it, if you ended up on a deserted island, you're out middle of nowhere... Unplanned, mind you, right? We're not okay. dropping you off. Like, you just show up on the side, you like, fall out of an airplane or whatever. You're the only survivor. What are you hoping that you have with you? Um, whenever you sent me the questions, this was the one that I was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I got to really think about that. Because <laughs> I go camping a lot, or I used to. I don't oh, really, really do it as much. So I kind of would. So you'd probably be okay. Yeah, I'd be okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of wanted to say, I just want to bring a hammock. I love hammocks. I'll figure out the rest. <laughs> but I would want a survival kit because that has a first aid kit and everything else, like the the knife and the hammer. It's, it's all in one. It's a survival kit. You got to bundle up. I <laughs> yeah, feel like that's yeah. kind of cheating a little bit. but Cheating would I'll, be, I'll I want a plane with, I mean, I want a boat with a gas, but I'm going to say a survival kit. <laughs> <laughs> And then a um, a hammock, but one of those waterproof hammocks where you can like put something over, so just in case it rains. Yeah, it's basically like a tent. You would just be, <laughs> you wouldn't be stranded anywhere. No, you would just no, be no. living on an island. Yeah, exactly. You'd just be like, oh, this is my life. Yeah. I'm eating crab every day and laying in a hammock. Things yeah, are great. It's great. <laughs> no and one then bothers me about taxes. A water filter system thing. Yeah, those That's, three. Then I'm good. That's a key one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> something where you can either desalinate the water or purify yeah. rainwater, something yes. along those lines. Oh, yes. smart. See, I didn't think about that. We did that when we went backpacking and uh, they make these life water straws. So you just, and they're compatible with a smart water bottle. So we would just bring a smart bottle, you drink it on your trip. And then whenever uh, you run out of water, you fill it up with a river, lake, wherever you're at, and you put the straw on it. And it's the same thing. It's filtered water. 
You said backpacking. Mm-hmm. Where were you backpacking? Where'd In you Arkansas. Um, I forgot the Eagle Loop, maybe. Okay. It's out in Arkansas. They have some backpacking nice. trails out there. Just doing like <laughs> hiking, camping type mm-hmm. stuff out there. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Hey, some friends or RO people? Yeah, or? no friends. Gotcha. Friends from college. <laughs> okay. You need to hit up. Um... Oh my gosh. I've love uh, Vanessa, Vanessa Miller. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, she is a, a camper extraordinaire. She okay. loves to do all that. I feel like every time I, I hear her on a call or something, she's like, oh, yeah, I went camping here. I'm going camping there. I got this going on. And I was like, she, she yeah. all about it, man. That's I she, love camping. She's done out there. What do you, what do you, why, why, why do you like so much? What is it that kind of draws you into that being out of the built environment? Um, like I said, you gotta be self-aware. I'm very self-aware that if I have my phone on me, I'm going to check my emails and I'm going to answer phone calls and I'm going to solve issues. So I like camping because I don't have service. I make like I can easily turn off my phone if I was at the beach or whatever or in a city, but I I just don't have the self-discipline for it. So I'd rather just go somewhere <laughs> that has no service. <laughs> that'll, that'll do it for you. Yeah. yeah. And I get my relaxation in. Nice. So it yeah. just gives you a chance to really disconnect Mm -hmm. recharge refresh yes uh, let go of all the stress Mm -hmm. because at that point in time you know you can't do anything about it Mm -hmm. Uh, if you you can't know about it you can't do anything about it so it's like i'm not gonna worry about it so don't worry about it and then obviously hiking and kayaking or whatever you're doing it's uh, physical activity so that boosts you know all your serotonins and all that stuff so it's a it's it's an all-in-one. <laughs> Tough to beat, right? As long as you don't <laughs> mind the bugs. Especially yeah. in Arkansas. They've got mosquitoes the size of damn hummingbirds up there. I don't I, I don't think I've ever been when the, the bugs are out. Oh. It's been in fall. Okay. Oh, see. Yeah. You, again, I'm very careful showcasing with where I your, your critical eye on things. <laughs> yeah, I choose. I'm like very careful when I choose where to camp or go to travel. I'll look at the weather. When's the best time to visit so I can see when it's most Man. crowded. You're a real planner, aren't yeah, you? That's the I vibe do. I'm I have to here. have a plan. If I don't have a plan, it's just chaos. I feel like that serves well for the superintendent role, mm-hmm. though, because that's like your. Yes. It's all you do is plan. Like, yeah. Is, that is hey, true. you're going to be here. You're going to be here. This mm-hmm. needs to happen before that. What's the weather going to be yeah. like? Yeah. Yeah. It does. It plays a, a major role. That I think, trait. <laughs> I think it, on one of these in the past, I, I made the mistake of accusing superintendents of being like wedding planners or something like that. I can't remember what it was exactly that I said. <laughs> Event planners or wedding planners. Or, <laughs> might have been talking with Brandon Arias. I, I can't remember now. But, uh, you know, there's a bit of overlap yeah. there. Yeah. Um, We're good at planning. Own it. What's the issue? <laughs> it's funny too because it's such a key to everything mm-hmm. in life, like personal, yes. professional. Mm-hmm. Like if if you can have a plan and find a way to get that plan done, like that. Yeah, that's all everything is. Like you need to have resources to execute the plan or whatever. But if you have a plan, mm-hmm. getting the resources is then much easier to do whenever you know what they're for, uh, and and w- what your approach is and all that. Yeah, that's the other. I guess I have uh, self-improvement, so I plan a lot. But because of that, I get really bad anxiety when things don't go right. Or if something's going... Yeah, so I just anxiety and and just mental chaos whenever (laughs) something doesn't go the way you plan it. Or there is no plan in place and you get thrown into it. So I've learned to, like, just scale it back a bit 
especially at home on vacation i plan like road trips where we're stopping here 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 but my i have a daughter who's seven uh, she's turning eight so it stuff doesn't go as planned like that's just and i don't want to ruin her vacation because i'm right. over here having a panic attack <laughs> <laughs> so i just kind of like let it go this is the attempt this is our itinerary but it doesn't have to go it's not set in stone right. just deal with it and we deal with it the next day so i'm learning that <laughs> hey you'll you'll be better for it yeah <laughs> uh so have do you have any good, funny stories from any of your project sites that you'd care to share? Uh, I don't have anything work appro- or podcast appropriate. <laughs> um, so I was thinking of um, a, a tradition when we started um, the concrete work. It was uh, my birthday's in December and it's really close Ooh. to Christmas. It's December 23rd. So that was the last day we were, I think it was a Friday. And then the 24th and 25th, it was Saturday and Sunday. So we were going to take off those days. Um, so, and we were pouring that day. So uh, the the people on the job, some of them were on vacation. Some of them, we were just trying to figure out who was going to do night pours. We were doing night pours out there. So I was like, I'll do it. I'll do it. Don't worry about it. I'll do it. And they're like, oh, okay. Like, I guess they didn't expect, I, I don't know if they didn't expect me to volunteer. So, but it's because I had a plan in my mind. I'm going to celebrate my birthday. <laughs> so they're like, okay. And I had told uh, Ramon, the field engineer, because he was out yeah. there before he got promoted. He was out there with me. And I'm like, I'm going to buy uh, uh, conchas, which is like a Mexican bread, and coffee. I'm going to buy coffee and bread. We're pouring in the middle of the night. After the pour, we'll all eat and drink coffee, and then we'll call it a day. So, uh, and that's exactly what we did. We poured, <laughs> we got done around like six, seven in the morning. Um, I had ordered a hundred things of bread and then, uh, like four gallons of Starbucks oh coffee. <laughs> so I made a table and I brought it out there. So they all, they all came out there after I'm like, don't leave. We're cause they're going to go home right after. Right. It's like, don't leave. We're all going to have bread and it's my birthday. And they're like, oh, okay. So, uh, we gathered everybody up and they're like, I just made like a little quick speech. Thank you. You know, have a good Christmas. I, I hope y'all, you know, the, um, have good holidays, come back safe. Um, the only thing that I ask is, um, don't, oh, don't leave your trash. Like, please throw mm. away your, the cups for the coffee because then I'm going to get in trouble and then <laughs> we're not doing this again. <laughs> so they're like, okay. Um, they did and they were very obedient. They, they, Went and threw all their trash away, but they also sang me happy birthday, but in Spanish, las mañanitas. So I have a video of them singing it to me, and it was just so cute. That was probably my favorite birthday, like celebrating it at work, but I made it my own birthday party. That's awesome, yeah. I had a really good time, and I I hope to do it again. Because my birthday is, you know, it's so close to Christmas, it's usually the, I'm either, I've never been at school or at work, so I don't ever get to celebrate it oh, so i was like yeah. yeah so i like okay i get to celebrate it so i hope to do it again <laughs> that's that's funny that's so much fun yeah just getting everyone together like yeah hey. and they were so nice the the superintendent for the concrete guys was like that's like that's all you have to do is buy them bread and coffee and then they'll throw their trash away <laughs> like i deal and yell with them yeah. all the time about throwing their trash away and they never do and that's all you got to do <laughs> apparently so yeah <laughs> 
fi- find what makes them tick. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, some of that, that tasty bread and yeah. star- four gallons of Starbucks <laughs> coffee. You can motivate a lot of people to do a lot of things. Yeah, they were all happy. And then um, some of them have to stay because they have to... We, we were pouring multiple things at one time. So, like, the, the lead men and the foreman stayed. And they, like, ga- I guess they gathered up at the end of the day and they gave me, like, birthday gifts oh yeah so they got me like so sweet. i know they gave me one of them went to the store and got me like chocolate that's full of 1800 i don't like 1800 so it just <laughs> sits there at home <laughs> for but guests yeah yeah it just sits there i don't want to throw i can't throw away gifts and it's my birthday so i just leave it there and then someone one of them bought me like a little christmas toy that had mickey and minnie on it he knew he uh he knows i have a daughter it's like oh it's for you and your daughter and then cases of beer and it was just like a little oh little, little bunch of little gifts and stuff i was like oh so i did sweet. not expect that <laughs> that i did not expect <laughs> yeah that's awesome though. yeah <laughs> that's my favorite that's my favorite memory so far <laughs> that's fantastic well, i hope you have many years here left mm-hmm. to to make more of those types of memories and mm-hmm. <laughs> develop more relationships and all that. yeah that's 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 awesome i, I love hearing that type yeah. of stuff um I think we're, we got time for more question. Three. 53? 53? 57? Three. Three minutes. Three. Three minutes. <laughs> I don't know what three minutes means. No, we've been going for more than three minutes. Three minutes. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, we definitely have question. Or we have question. We definitely have time for one question left here. Uh, what advice would you give to young Christina? I don't really, that, that's the one I couldn't figure out an answer. Because when you said the questions, I had an answer to almost everything. And this one, I couldn't think of one. Because, I don't know, I'm very... Um, well, a, you're still very young. Yeah. So it's like kind of... And I'm also like really critical of myself. I think I'm my own worst critic. So it's like, I don't really have advice for me. I think well, you're re- doing a good job. <laughs> really what this is, is uh, people like, if you were to give advice to someone else that's out there young looking to get into construction or looking to pursue a life similar to what you have, what, what would you tell them? What would you advise them to do? Looking into anybody young. I vote my rule in high school, because I'm the oldest. Um, it was, it was always, you're going to college. You don't have an option. But what I did have an option one was what I can go to college for. So I always told myself, you're going to choose something you love and you're going to choose something that you're good at. It's like, don't don't compromise. You got to do that, or you're gonna hate your life. <laughs> so I was good at math, and then um, I really like building stuff. I just so I, I combined the two. I figured, I googled what's what's good at math. That's literally <laughs> what I did. What are you what, what's good at math, and then and building stuff, and then boom, engineering, and that is how I came on this route. So anybody young, not doesn't know what they want to do yet, that's fine. But always do something you love and do something you're good at. Just make a list of what you're good at and then which ones do you actually enjoy doing? <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. It's something I think people uh, forget about. Like yeah. you, you need to find what you enjoy, not Correct. what someone tells you to yes. enjoy or what someone Correct. says is a good career. Like find, find what you love because mm-hmm. you're going to spend a lot of your life you're gonna, doing yeah, it. Yeah, you're going to spend a lot of your time doing it. So <laughs> you might as well be enjoying it. Christina, this was so much fun. I've, mm-hmm. We didn't get to all the questions. We got to a bunch of them, not all of them. We could go for hours more. I have so many more questions, but we'll we'll save those and for next an, time. another round. <laughs> another round. Um, thank you to everyone for, for jumping in and listening today. Another in Dallas recording for you all to enjoy. Again, we're trying to 
change these up a bit, find ways to make them easier, more accessible, get more people involved. I, I realize it's difficult for the folks in Dallas, San Antonio, Houston to get to Austin for a day. So trying to alleviate some of those challenges, uh, always open to any feedback that anyone has. Uh, we'll be back next week with another fantastic guest. In the meantime, uh, check out San Antonio Aquarium and don't be afraid to ask questions. Thanks, Christina. Thank you.